There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Reading, writing and arithmetic, the three R's as they're called. Pastor Greg Laurie shares three more R's. The three R's of revival are remember, repent and then repeat. Listen to this. If you want to see a revival, then do revival-like things. Start your day reading the Word of God if you feel like it or not. Take more time to be with God's people in worship. Take more opportunities to pray. Leave your comfort zone and share your faith. This is the day when the lost are found. Being behind the wheel on a long road trip, the endless stretch of highway can be fatiguing. We can actually feel sleepy at 100 kilometres an hour. Sometimes we go through life at 100 kilometres an hour, but spiritually speaking, we've practically fallen asleep. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out how to wake ourselves up spiritually and how that'll have an effect on our culture as well. He's explaining the biblical prescription for a societal spiritual awakening. So we're talking about the Jesus Revolution. You know, it's interesting, in the days of the Jesus Movement, we didn't call it the Jesus Revolution. It was Time Magazine that came up with this idea. They called it a revolution. We didn't call it that, but in many ways, it was a revolution. What is a revolution? Generally, we think of upheaval, radical change, like the French Revolution. But the word revolution also means turning around and returning to something. And I think that's really what we need in America. We need to turn back to God. You know, I can't think of a time in our nation's history for the years I've been alive and maybe even before in studying history when America has been more divided than we are right now. And we love to point our fingers, you know, we point our fingers at Hollywood and all the junk they churn out, and they do deserve some blame, of course. Or we point our fingers at uh, Washington, D.C. But you know, when a nation is breaking down, God does not point his finger at the White House. He points his finger at his house, at the church. Because revival, as we pointed out last time, is what the church needs to experience. A spiritual awakening is what America needs. A revival is what the church needs. And I quoted this verse last time, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. It's really God's prescription for revival or restoration. Uh, and it applies to any person or any nation where God says, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will 
forgive their sins and heal their land. So I wanna talk about prayer and revival because that's really what needs to happen. We need to start praying like we've never prayed before. Revival is getting back to the Christian life as it was meant to be lived. Revival is sort of like being in love for the first time or in the bloom of first love. In fact, the Bible even compares our relationship with God to that of two newlyweds or someone in the first love relationship. In fact, in the book of Ephesians, Jesus talks to the church there and says, you know, loose paraphrase, I know you guys are active, I know you're busy, you're doing a lot of great stuff, but here's my issue with you. You've left your first love. Now, how many of you are in love with somebody right now? Raise you're in love with somebody. Okay, are you with them? Are you with them here? Have you told them yet? Do they know or is this the first time they're hearing it? <laughs> you know, I always, when I was a kid in school, I was always falling in love with girls that never knew I existed. You know, I'd, I'd have crushes on girls, right? And so maybe there's someone you think, oh, I wonder if that's the right one for me. So you write their name and your name together, you know, and you'd, you'd play around with their last name is your last name if you're a girl. And, and you know, that's the kinds of things that people that are in love do. And you, you've got the butterflies in the stomach and you're nervous and your mouth goes dry and all those things that are, speak of a new love. And then you get married. Okay, and then things change. As I've said, marriage is a three-ring circus. There's engagement ring, wedding ring, and suffering. No, that's a joke, but sometimes it's that way. But I, I bring this up as an illustration because this can be like our relationship with God. You know, when you first come to Jesus, you're all excited. You're all fired up. You wanna to go to every church service. You can't go to too many church services. You can't wait to get up in the morning and hear what the Bible has to say to you. Prayer, man, you just love to pray. You're always praying. In fact, sometimes you pray too long, which isn't the worst thing a person can do. Sharing your faith, that's just natural. You're always initiating conversations about Jesus Christ. But the thing is, is as time passes, we start taking these things for granted and it's possible to sort of leave our first love. You don't lose it, but you can leave it. So speaking to people who've left their first love, Jesus says, remember from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works quickly. So the three R's of getting right with God, or we could say the three R's of revival are remember. So if there was a time in your life as a Christian when you're Fought, you had more fire for God, you had more passion for Jesus, remember it as a point of reference. Then repent, you know, literally repent. You know, change your direction. That's what repent means, it means go in the opposite direction. And then repeat, do the first works quickly. Listen to this, if you wanna see a revival, then do revival-like things. So instead of overly mystifying it, just get back and do those things you used to do. Don't wait for some emotion to overcome you. Just start your day reading the Word of God if you feel like it or not. Take more time to be with God's people in worship. Take more opportunities to pray. Leave your comfort zone and share your faith. You know, it's interesting that one of the great awakenings that happened in America that I mentioned last time was what is called the prayer revival in New York City. It started as a prayer meeting on Fulton Street in New York and it started very small, but then the stock market crashed and everyone basically was freaking out and calling on God. 
You know, when things are going well, we might say, well, we don't really need God all that much. Oh, trust me, we need God. We need God badly. But maybe we're just not willing to realize how desperate the situation really is. What is revival? Charles Finney, who was a part of one of the great revivals, said, quote, revival is nothing more or less than a new beginning of obedience to God. Uh, Billy Sunday, a great evangelist, talked about revival and he said this, they tell me a revival is only temporary. So is a bath, but it does you good. You know, so it's a good thing when it happens. So revival is not only returning to one's first love in Jesus, but it's also waking up from sleep. Often in the Bible, a lethargy, laziness in sleep is used as a picture of a person that is complacent in their relationship with God. In Romans 13, 11 it says, it's more urgent right now. The day of the Lord is closer than it's ever been. Time is running out, so wake up because our salvation is so close. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. Pastor Greg is pointing out today how a spiritual awakening in the culture depends on revival in the church. We're learning the steps towards that goal today. Let's continue. Revival is getting back to the Christian faith that was lived out in the first century. You know, it's been said that revival is when God gets so sick and tired of being misrepresented, He shows up Himself. And periodically, we have to rescue Jesus from modern-day Christianity. It gets all caught up in religious stuff and ritualistic stuff and all kinds of things that have nothing to do with Jesus. This is why we called it the Jesus Movement and the Jesus Revolution. Everything, it's about Jesus. And when we're focused on Jesus, everything seems to find its right place. So God wants to send a revival. One person wrote it down this way, and I quote, if all the sleeping people will wake up, if all the lukewarm people will fire up, if all of the dishonest people will confess up, if all the disgruntled people will cheer up, if all the estranged people will make up, if all the gossipers will shut up, if all true soldiers will stand up, if the dry bones will shake up, if all the church people will pray up, then we can have a revival. I like that. <laughs> so here's a point number one. If you're taking notes, if you want to see a revival, you need to confess your sin, humble yourself, and pray. You need to confess your sin, humble yourself, and pray. And that kind of brings us to the text I want to look at, Nehemiah chapter nine. And this is a story of a massive prayer meeting uh, that happened. And in this prayer meeting, uh, took place after the people of Israel who had been held captive in Babylon for 70 years were free. They were allowed to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. They were led by Nehemiah. So after the walls were rebuilt and everybody was back in the land, a prophet priest named Ezra gave a powerful message. And after he was done speaking, the people prayed. So Nehemiah 9, verses one to four, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. On October 31st, the people assembled again, and this time they fasted and dressed in burlap and sprinkled dust on their heads, 
and those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. They remained standing in place for three hours while the book of the law of the Lord God was read aloud to them and for three more hours they confessed their sins and worshiped the Lord. So don't talk to me about services going too long. <laughs> I mean, check this out. For three hours they confessed their sins and worshiped the Lord. And for three hours they stood in place hearing the message. Uh, so that sounds like revival to me. So what do they do? They prayed with passion and they confessed their sins. Uh, the Bible says if we will confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But the problem is people will say today, well, you know, I don't really think that's a sin. Uh, my opinion is this isn't a sin and that is a sin. Well, it's really not up to you or me to decide what a sin is. We determine what sin is by what God says. And actually the word confess means to agree with God. And the way we know what God thinks about things is by reading the Bible. So they read the word of God. They heard the mind of God. Then they knew what sins to confess. But I think sometimes we think of sins as just breaking a commandment. And sins are that. Uh, when you step over a line or, or you do a thing that the Bible tells you you should not do. Like break one of the commandments. But then there are other kinds of sins, not just sins of commission, but sins of omission. The sin of omission is when you don't do what you should do. The sin of commission is when you do what you should not do. Again, the sin of commission is when you do what you should not do, break a commandment, cross a line. The sin of omission is when you don't do what you should do because the Bible says if we know to do good and we don't do it, it's sin. We don't think of sin that way. Well, I, I didn't think lustfully today and I didn't cut anybody off from the freeway and I didn't cuss once and I didn't lie and I didn't steal so I guess I haven't sinned and the Lord led you. Why don't you go over there and share the gospel with that person right now? There's no way I'm gonna do that. Wait, could that be a sin? Could that be the sin of omission? If the Lord spoke to your heart and said, put down the cell phone and pick up my word, and you said no, could it be a sin to not obey God again to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So there's a lot of things that can qualify as sin. So I think we have to acknowledge that in our life. That is why in the Lord's Prayer, which is a template for all prayer, he shows us we should ask God to forgive us of our sin every day. Go back to it again. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sin as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Just as surely as you need daily bread, and that just means you need everything from God. Bread means food, clothing. It's funny, back in the 60s we used to call money bread. We'd say, hey man, you got any bread? Okay, so... Hey, but that's really true. Bread just means everything. Everything you need in life, you ask God for it, but then forgive us our sins. So just as surely as I need to ask God for His provision, I need to also ask God for His forgiveness. Good insight from Pastor Greg Laurie today on the importance of confessing our sins and how that sets the stage for humble, effective prayer. 
Next time, more insight on the important role of prayer as we seek to bring revival to the church and to our individual lives. More from Pastor Greg's series, Jesus Revolution. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Prayer and Revival. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 